McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. I thought it was Jim J. Bullock who ran Hollywood Squares. You familiar with that show, Pete? Hollywood Squares? I watched it growing up. Yeah, right, who was the guy? Who was the host on Hollywood Squares? I have no idea. Well, he's the father. John of... Davidson. No. Well, yeah, uh, Hollywood. John Davidson was later on. Yeah, Maybe another Hollywood Squares guy. There was some other guy early on. I look, forget who was before. But John Davidson. Okay, look, one up, I look up the father of that ball player you got right there, and you'll find out. And is, he's got a different last name, or yeah. use a stage he's name. Got a different Peter Marshall. <laughs> Peter Marshall. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what the guy. Somebody said that. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter yes. Marshall. The callers said Peter Marshall is the father of Pete LeCock, of Pedro who Le- is now my favorite baseball player because his first <laughs> name is Pete. Right. And he and he had the the nerve and the verve to stick with that name. And yeah. he's a real person, Un- unlike his dad, <laughs> who changed it to yeah. Peter Marshall. Yeah, you got to be Wisely, pretty brave to stick with that yeah. last name all the way through. What? Show the hammer. <laughs> Imagine playing at Wrigley Field. You know, people are like drinking hey, at, at eleven o'clock in the morning, hanging out. You, you got to play left Lacoste. field. Or was Peter Marshall? Was he Hollywood Squares or was he some other thing? Did I get that wrong. But Peter Marshall, I looked it up. Was, Hollywood was he, Squares. He was Hollywood Squares. Yeah, Hollywood Squares, sixty-six Square, yeah. to eighty-one. Yes. All right. So he was. He was then it was John Bauman, John Davidson, and Tom Bergeron. Right. Oh, Tom Bergeron. Yeah, Major yeah, League. A, right. Well, he's a Dancing with Stars guy. No, yeah, it's not the same. No, guy. Never mind. <laughs> Tom Berenger is Major League. Yeah, Tom Bergeron's a Dancing with. Yeah. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars person, right? All right, so Peter Marshall, whose real name apparently <laughs> is Peter Lecoq. Well, now we know why, uh, was, now we know why he changed it, right? right? But he was the father <laughs> of Hollywood Squares. Could keep a, a straight face as we uh, say this guy's last name on the air, please? The so, a, a little maturity. Uh, come on. If you want, I don't, I don't get what the big deal is. If you combine French. your first name with uh, assistant producer <laughs> Mark's last name, you come up with a, a former player who used to play for the Cubs almost, right? Yes, Something along those lines. Pete Lewiner. Pete Lewiner. That would be you two combined. That's a, actually, actually a nice, a nice ring to it. That's the three of us. Pete, you know, you could take my part of my last name, Lakata. Yeah, that, that is exactly that. Pete Lewiner. That would be the name of the three of us if we became three men in a suit uh, walking through a store and we'd still be eight foot two. No issue with... <laughs> none of these issues, suit. None yes. of these issues with Sal Bando at all, but anyway, there you go. There you go. Uh, or Sal Fasano, for that matter. <laughs> Thanks for starting us down this path, Sal. It wasn't me. Ray comes in here. Ray comes in with a big billboard. Because look, you look. mispronounced his name. Look, look. It's Pete Lecoq. It's Pete Lecoq. No, what do you mean? <laughs> that said it was Lecox, like C-O-X. Oh, no. Oh, said- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is Pete Lecoq. Oh, okay. All right. We got that right now. So you got to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what years did he play for the Cubs? I don't know. I don't no. have the back of the baseball card. It's a baseball card, but the back side is not on it. No. We'll, we'll visit that baseball reference page. Uh, There's a name we'll never forget. Yes, you will remember it now. Yeah. yeah. New yeah. favorite player. 800-321-0710, the number. Uh, let's go to Manny in Brooklyn. What's going on, Manny? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, hanging in there, man. I mean, where do I begin? I need, my, I need a show just for myself. There's so many things that I could discuss, but um, well, I don't know if you've heard. There's these things called podcasts nowadays, but it seems everybody has one. So, I, if I were you, I would just create your own podcast and throw it out on uh, Twitter or something, and there you go. You have your own show. Maybe I will. It's better than seeing a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. This is Mets therapy yeah, right. for you. Yeah. What's going on, man? It's, it's hurt. Where do you want yeah, to start? Let, let me ask you something. What what are what are two things, if I may? First thing is. Well, I've never seen a team go into a slump where an entire team goes into such a deep, prolonged slump. Well, yeah, the Mets have done this like every year for two months at a time yeah. in the last four seasons. It's unbelievable. I've never seen it. And the other thing is Naya. I'd like to see them maybe 
really, you know, from what I've heard, they don't go to Cuba. They don't go to the, to, to, to the Far East for players. I like to see them concentrate in Dominican Republic, you know, the Latin, because it seems like most the best players nowadays are Latin American players. Yeah, I mean, they, so they called up Ahmed Rosario, who comes from Dominican Republic. Uh, they have more prospects in the system that are from those areas. I think every team in baseball knows that's where you got to go. I believe the Mets do have an academy in the Dominican Republic as well. So, you know, they're, they're doing those things. Uh, but clearly, you know, the, the scouting's got to be better. The, the trades they make, which guys they, they've dealt away to put together some winning teams over the years. And, you just have a, a barren system at the top levels right now. But that was what was supposed to be fixed. I mean, yeah. what what has the regime been doing since they've gotten here? I mean, that was remember all those years of futility. What was it? 2010 they took over. 2011. 11. Okay, 2011. 11, 12, 13, even 14. But at least in 14, they, that was the year that they signed Granderson and Cologne. Those years were years of evaluation mode, where they were supposed to be rebuilding the entire system. From the far, you know first farm level all the way up to the to the big league level, how come here in 2018 it's barren and the guys who were here aren't even legit major leaguers? Well, look- well Nimmo's a major leaguer, and then the other first round picks they've missed on Dom Smith. It doesn't look like he's going to have much of a career the way things are going right now. He's not hitting at Vegas, and I think you know the way spring training went left everyone with a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, Gavin Chikini's not. He doesn't look like a big league player, certainly not a big league starter. So you miss out on two out of three first round picks. Nimmo has the ability to be an everyday outfielder, but he doesn't have star potential. Maybe he does, but, uh, you know, he, he's been a late bloomer. And then you have Conforto, who's really supposed to be the guy to anchor all of this. And unfortunately, he's been lost at the plate this season. Let's just do a little comparison, okay, to our friends uh, across town. Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez, Glebar Torres. Well, they traded Miguel, for Torres. Miguel and it doesn't matter. They got him. Okay. I mean, you, you, I could throw. Well, I thought you were going for a homegrown. Uh, no, I'm going for young players who come up and produce. And, and look, they traded for him. They also traded for Didi Gregorius. And then a team that produces legit stars like that, they go out and add the reigning NL MVP. The Mets produce Dom Smith, Ahmed Rosario, Conforto, who can't hit for some reason all of a sudden, Chikini, you mentioned it, Pawecki, Nimmo, and they add Todd Frazier and Jay Bruce. And you, I mean, the Yankees... Well, have, the you know, Yankees this is the difference six- of gambling on pitching versus gambling on position players. The Mets have developed some big-time pitchers. But they haven't even done that. These guys have come up, they've been top prospects, and they've all gotten hurt. Wheeler's, At one point or another. Would you say Wheeler's been a bust? Fair to say that? According to his he's expectations. Not, he's not ever going to be what you hoped he was. Correct. And why is that, though? It's because of physical issues he has had. What Matt, about? you could look at the physical. Harvey, you could but look at three, the physical. Three of the five have been busts. Because you bet on pitching, you're going to lose. And they've lost. That's And I guess that's the point. It's, it, pitching is the worst thing that you can bet on. And, and if you hit... It's great. You need pitching to win. Get it. But you don't need but five. But I'd rather, I'd rather be the Cubs and have all the position players coming up. I'm going to be good for years, and then I can add in the pitching along the way. The Yankees, they don't have a ton of homegrown pitching. They have Severino, but they've got a ton of homegrown position players. Those guys are going to be consistent. It's far less likely you have a career-threatening injury when you're an everyday player. They're more predictable, and if you're a big-time position player prospect, you're probably going to be a real good baseball player for a, a long time. That's not the case with pitchers. Even more to the point why you should have, and I was saying this at the time, trade one or two of them. There's no need to keep all five because there's no way they're ever going to pan out, and you don't need five potential agents. 
bases. You need a balanced ball. Well, club. I'll tell you what. If they were to deal guys, the most likely guys they would have dealt are probably Cindergard and DeGrom. Well, I would have dealt Wheeler from day one. That would have been one. I thought about, I mean, I talked about it at the time, Syndergaard, the immaturity trading him. But Syndergaard, he was going to get traded for Ian Desmond. That was a rumor at one point. Uh, the Diamondbacks asked for him for D.D. Gregorius. That was the guy they wanted in that deal. Um, DeGrom was a lower prospect than Rafael Montero when he made his debut so they could have looked to move him at some point. Look, here, here's the bottom line, Pete. We could talk about whatever yeah. we would want to do. It's their job to do it and to do sure. it right. Sure. And they haven't done it because they haven't produced. They went to the postseason two years in a row. You give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. 2015, I'm not saying it was a fluke, but they were fortunate that year. Well, they were healthy and they had the good pitching that year, and that pitching doesn't seem like it'll ever be Correct. at that level again. Correct. And now, even worse than the performance on the field the last two years has been the subpar development of the prospects. And Terry Collins, in that article that he was talking about Harvey, did we get into that yet? The Hartford Current, I believe it was today. Yeah, so we were all talking about Harvey in Game 5, blah, 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 blah. Who cares about Harvey and Collins? You know, He feels like a father to him. Matt's like a son to him. I get it. But more importantly in that column, Collins talked about how we need to develop some players. Well, he could not be more correct. They need to develop some players here. Otherwise, they're in big trouble. The game has changed even in a few years. It's not about pitching anymore. These guys go five innings anyway. Well, and and that's a fair point. Now, there are still the great pitchers that can go deep. The Klubers, the Kershaws, the Bumgarners, where he is healthy, right? These guys still go seven, eight innings. DeGrom uh, can still go seven, eight innings. You have a guy like that, it's a big bonus. But um, there's just so much that can go wrong when you build around pitching. And we've seen it firsthand with this Mets team over the years. The only guys that have really survived are DeGrom and Syndergaard, and you can hold out some hope for Mats and Wheeler that they're productive big league pitchers, but that ceiling that we talked about all those years, that has lowered significantly over the last couple of seasons. Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post uh, will be with us when we come back. We'll talk about what went wrong today with the lineup, the Harvey deal, and uh, some comparisons to a former Mets great, uh, even with the, the exit of Matt Harvey. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata, on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Uh, it was a day for the New York Mets, and it's been about a month uh, for the New York Mets where it has... Uh... Not been not been very fun. Seven and sixteen over their last twenty three games. Is uh, you with Pete McCarthy, Salicata, in the sports zone, and we have the pleasure to be joined right now by uh, the columnist in this town, Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post. And uh, we appreciate the time, Mike. How how was it in Cincinnati today? Was it as uh, exciting as in person as uh, we experienced it here? It was just surreal, guys. I mean, you know, you think you know the game, you think you know the rules, then you realize you don't know anything about the rules. <laughs> Proper batters and uh, you know, trying to sort through the baseball rule book is a nightmare. I'm still not sure quite how to score that Cabrera at that. It didn't happen. So it's, you're running into something new every day, I guess. I just crossed it out. I had double, and then I just just like kind of scribbled it out, and it's a, it's a disaster in there. And then Bruce is just a blank box. Like I don't I don't know what yeah what the heck do you do with it? I saw S and Y they had. Uh, O-O-O for Bruce, out of order, uh, to say how he was out. (laughs) What, um, Mickey Callaway took accountability for it after the game, but, uh, you know, put it in perspective, you know, your thoughts on, you know, this kind of mistake, especially at this time when uh, things are really spinning out of control for the Mets. Yeah, it couldn't possibly happen at the worst time. I mean, uh, good for Mickey Callaway for taking accountability. It's kind of what he's supposed to do. 
I'm sure it probably would you know when it, when it comes right down to it, there was probably somebody else's fault, whoever it was who typed the uh, the lineup into the computer that uh, generated the printout that went to the Reds and went to the umpires. It's probably the guy who, who screwed that up, but he wasn't going to throw that guy into the bus. So good for him for that. But look, at the end of the day, he's just got to be. You, know, you hear other managers talk about how sometimes they have to to just kind of go out of their way to make sure they haven't screwed this up and. Um, you know, it can't happen. I mean, these are just things that can't happen. I don't care that you're a good guy about it, that you're accountable about it. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, you, you can't say for sure that it cost them a run, but, you know, they had a guy on second and, and uh, one of their big RBI guys coming up, and they certainly had a shot to to, to, to jump out to an early lead, and, and uh, it didn't happen because, because of carelessness. And, you know, coaches and managers are just so meticulous in everything they do it's unbelievable when something like this happens to a team that they're you know working for. Yeah, it, it can't happen. Inexcusable, Mike. Uh, also inexcusable is losing two out of three to the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, I, look, I don't. It, this is going to get talked about now. The batting out of order and all that. That's not why they lost the game. They lost the game because they've been playing awful baseball, and that to me is the bigger story here. Which team is it? I mean, are they the team that went eleven and one, twelve and two, or the team that hasn't won has won one series since they lost that awful game to the Nationals? That's that's what I want to find out. Forget about the batting out of order. Which team do you think this is closer to? the team that started red hot or the team that's been awful the last few weeks? It's hard to kind of wrap your brain about the fact that this team was actually 12-2 and two at one point. So I think that probably tells you they're closer to where, to where they are now. I don't think they're as bad as they are now. I don't think they were as good as they were 12-2, and two, but as one, you know, we don't really know the answer to one of those things. We definitely know they're not as good as they were at 12-2. and two. I mean, it's still to be determined just how bad they are, you know, how, how long the streak is going to get. What's really troubling to me is that you know, they scored, what, seven runs in the first game of the series at Great American Ballpark, which is just an incredible place to, you know, to, to, to hit. And then the last two games, they scored a total of three runs, which is just hard to fathom because it's not only an easy ballpark to hit in, but it's a pretty easy pitching staff to hit against. I mean, you know, they got they got shut down yesterday by a guy with a 7.01 ERA. And uh, it's it's uh, that, that part is troubling to me. I mean, you know, they, 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 there's too many there's too many easy at bats. Guys who are supposed to hit aren't. You know, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm very worried about Conforto. Had a a nice double today, but his other at bats, he looked just as lost as he's looked the last two weeks, mm-hmm. last three weeks. And it's hard, you know. I mean, Brandon Nemo is a guy that certainly gives you a lot of energy when he's in the lineup. We're probably going to see a lot of him this weekend in Philadelphia because Jay Bruce is going to be out on paternity leave. I do wonder, though, I worry that, that he might be a guy of diminishing returns. The more you see him, the less effective he seems. Maybe, yeah, I hope I'm wrong, because right now, you know, why wouldn't you play Nimmo as often as possible? Because he's getting on base 46% of the time, 47% of the time, and he does bring you that energy. you know, you, you got to hope that at some point Conforto comes around, because look at it, if, if Michael Conforto is more the 2016 version than, than the 2017 version, they're going to have a lot of problems in a lot of days just like this. And Conforto's a huge key for this team. They absolutely uh, need him to look like the all-star that he was last year. As we chat with Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post here in the Sports Zone, Pete McCarthy with Sal Licata. Uh, how about the Matt Harvey deal? I mean, I was surprised that they were able to get a player that might be useful for them uh, for Matt Harvey. But I- I'm kind of curious, being in Cincinnati, how big a deal was it in that city that the Reds acquired Matt Harvey? Is it possible that he goes to a place where he can live relatively anonymously and and really be able to work things out in the way that he needs to. Well, that's certainly the way that I think him and his, and his people hope that it works out. I'm a little dubious because that's a bad team, and that is a really 
really a bad ballpark for him the way he's currently pitching. I mean, he gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard-hit balls. And even in City Field, some of those balls were swallowed by the, the vastness of the ballpark, but it's not going to happen in Cincinnati. Those, those balls wind up on the other side of the fence. That said, you know, it, it's, it's a change of scenery really does sometimes do somebody good. You know, and let's face it, he probably did himself a favor by turning down Las Vegas in favor of Cincinnati because he's going to be focusing on his work, and pretty much that's it, uh, you know, when he's here anyway. And so, yeah, put it this way, I, I didn't say that there was any kind of incredible revolution taking place because they got Matt Harvey. In fact, uh, the guy they got rid of got two very warm ovations, you know, last night and tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to necessarily be crushed that they're missing out on a guy who really hasn't played in four years, but... That said, I mean, you know, if, if Harvey can come here and he can actually perform, we all know that he's certainly capable of delivering interesting moments. And I think at this point, when, you, when you're the Reds and you're playing at about a you know, 24% clip, you know, you, you, you kind of create as many interesting moments as you can on the field. Mike, at what point, I know we're early, okay? I know it's very early in the season, but the talks came up last year about DeGrom and the Astros. Maybe the Mets were looking to trade him, and I, I thought it was ridiculous. No way do you trade a guy like Jacob DeGrom. You're trying to build a winning team here. Mets are a, a team that's certainly built to win now with the veterans that they brought in. If they do play the majority of the year the way that they're going right now, at what point do you start to think, you know what, this form system's barren. They're not going anywhere right now, probably not going anywhere next year either. You look at the team like the Braves, uh, and you you see the young players that they have. You look across town at the Yankees, and you get sick with the players that they develop. At what point do you start to think, you know what? Maybe we got to start trading guys like Syndergaard and Degrom and try to turn this thing around and bring in some young position players that can actually have an impact at the big league level. Yeah, it's a great question, Sal. I think it's less about their record and more about you know their position in the division. You know, I mean, they're they're actually quite lucky that no no team has really established themselves as the dominant team in, in the division because if. You know, if one of those teams had broken out, you know, the Mets could find themselves already seven or eight games behind the division. And then you really start wondering, you know, facing the same kind of hard questions you were just talking about. I mean, the worst they're going to be tomorrow when they wake up, as bad as things are, is three games out of first place and with a lot of baseball season left. But, you know, three games can become ten games before you know it. We've seen that in the past. If you don't play well, if you don't play better, that could certainly happen to them. And look, I mean, if it, if it gets to a place where I, I don't think this is a team that's going to spend you know, a lot of energy uh, on a miracle run for the wild card. I don't think they should anyway. You know, look, if they, if, they, if they remain in play as a viable contender in the East, then I think that they should go about their business that way. But, you know, to, to throw away a season uh, on a wild card pipe dream, if it becomes that, uh, you know, I do think it would be best in their best interest to start seeing what they can get for some of these these players. For well, sure. you got to take a shot if you have a chance at the wild card, Mike. You you would raise the white flag not, if, say, the Nationals no, no, catch fire. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying if you want to, if you want to, I'm talking about you know, if, if the division becomes a ten or twelve game mess and you're you're sitting seven or eight games out of the wild card. Okay, I'm not yeah. talking about one or two games. I'm talking. I, I mean, you know, I say pipe dream. I mean. You know, I, I think that's what you had last year for a lot of, a lot of it. Until, until things really bottomed down in July, I mean, you kept looking at the math and you kept looking at how many teams are above them in the wild card, you thought they're really not in this race. And it's easy for a team to talk themselves into being in a race when they're not. That's when I think they become kind of self-delusional. I think, I think the bigger problem, Mike, is that 
Where's it getting better? I mean, if they don't turn it around this year, and again, I know it's early, but just the way that they've played over the last few weeks is certainly making me scared. And if they don't, if they don't turn it around this year, how is it getting better? I mean, they still have Jay Bruce and Frazier and Cespedes next year. They don't have anybody coming from the minor league system that could bring some hope. They're, they're not going to go out and get, uh, at least I wouldn't think, Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. How, where, where's it getting any better? How are they, how are they improving the ball club over the next couple of years? Right, and that's the reason why, you know, I brought up Conforto earlier. I think you can put a Mod Rosario in there also. And, look, you're still very early in his career. I'm not trying to put extra pressure on him. But, 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 but look, I think you do want to get a sense of it, and that's as the season goes on, that Conforto is closer to the all-star form he was last year, and this is just a rough spot. That Rosario is the player you thought he was. You know, when a lot of fans are clamoring to bring him up this time last year, they, and, and they waited. You know, you, wouldn't, you, you, you might not mind seeing, you know, Don Smith start to dominate AAA. To see if there really is something on you know, that, that, that can come and help you out, that's what you know. I, I, I think the, the Mets have to concern themselves with. They're, you know, these, these young players that they've kind of you know built their hopes around. You know, forget the veterans. The veterans will ultimately, I think, play in the back of the baseball card. Cespedes and Bruce, Todd Frazier, the pitchers. But I think that these are the guys that you start wondering about. You know, I, if there's one, it's why there was one thing to bring, take away from today. You know, Wheeler looked awfully good. He, he you know he got himself out of that terrible mess. Uh, in the sixth inning, mm-hmm. and, and you know he he really looked like you expected Jack Wheeler to look when he was you know when when he was a hot prospect. So now if that's an aberration, you know that's that, that's that's too bad. But if that's really what you're going to get more of from him over the next couple of weeks and months. You know you start to build around that, so you take some positive out of a terrible day. But you want to see more of those kind of moments out of Rosario, who's been hitting better a little bit lately. You wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, get a little more power because that's what he was billed as. And certainly with Conforto, I mean, you know, you thought maybe the first game in the series when he had two hits, including a home run, maybe he turned the corner. But it seems like for every step forward, he takes a step back. And yeah. That's really concerning if you're the match. No, it, it, uh, it certainly is. It has not been a smooth transition after the shoulder surgery this offseason. At least it was when he came back on the field, but not uh, since he has been back on a big league diamond. Mike Vaccaro, the New York Post. Always a pleasure, sir. Thanks so much for coming on, Mike. Great talking to you guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, good stuff there. Mike Vaccaro there in Cincinnati. The scene of the crime uh, today, as it were. With You've the, been to Cincinnati? Snafu. I've never been to Cincinnati, no. It's, I like that ballpark. It's not, you know what it is? It's just such a nice... They have such great history there. Mm. All those statues, Rose, Morgan. It's you know, The Hall the, of Fame there the is supposed to be really cool. Yeah, you have to pay to go in. I didn't do that uh, because we didn't have really time to do it. But the ballpark, I like the ballpark. I like that it's a small town that loves their Reds, you know? Yeah, I saw Luis Guillorme's dad is on yeah. Twitter and he shared a picture of Pete Rose sliding in. And by the way, how much does that have to stink? You fly all the way to Cincinnati to see your kid make his major league debut and then he doesn't get in the game. Yeah, it's and you terrible. got to trail to Philadelphia for a couple of days. It's like my parents all those years watching me in uh, the summer leagues, right? Playing for Little League, not not getting off the bench. <laughs> yeah. What a waste of a summer weekend. Yeah. No? It is like that. I, I didn't even make the summer league teams to sit on the bench. So good for you. I can't even identify. I think my parents would have preferred that. Don't have to worry about going. Uh, 800-321-0710, the number. We'll come back. We've got Mets tickets to give away. And, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll try to find some silver linings here because it, it, it feels like we've already hit the depressing point in the season and it is still, it's still May, May 9th. May 9th. Oh, uh, and they started 11 and 1. Yeah. Uh, it's the Sports Zone. Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata <laughs> on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co host Sal Licata. 
Right, back here in the Sports Zone, Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on a Wednesday evening as uh, the Mets a two-one loss. How did we reach the point that we're talking about the Mets? You know, what what would you do if you had to blow it up if you're uh, the New York Mets and somehow this is this is where we are on May 9th after the start that they had. Yeah, they just sucked everybody in. To, do the inevitable thing. It's bad. It's it, look. It, first of all, it's bad. It's disappointing. I think maybe the worst thing was getting off to that red hot start because I don't think we look. I don't think anybody thought that that was going to be the team, right? But they were playing terrific baseball mm-hmm. and they weren't even hitting. They weren't uh, clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. You figured, all right, well, this is going to get better at some point. The starters are going to go deeper in the games at some point. Maybe this can be a first place team, a division winning team, and then it just falls apart in, in horrific fashion. The hitting has picked up and everything and so else got quickly. worse. Uh, and they've yeah. lost like six and a half games in the standings on the Nationals in ten days. That's horrible. That can't happen. How is that possible? Can't happen. And, and and look, they could diminish it all they want. That game against the Nationals, what was the date? April 16th? Mm-hmm. That's the one. I mean, it, it's Callaway mentioned it that night and they have not been the same team since. And people overlooked it, but you remember what Callaway said that night? Yeah, I remember indeed. This is what it was. Yeah, you know, it was just unfortunate. Um, you know, I think that uh, they've done a tremendous job. We can't let one inning and, you know, one or two batters that each of them faced, uh, you know, put us in a tailspin. They've been tremendous uh, off night for a few of them, but uh, we have to move on. Yeah. Tailspin. That's it, exactly. Now, look. and 7-16 and 16 a tailspin? We had, well, from where they were, I think it is. Yeah. And, and they've, is. Won, they, they've won one series since. We had Callaway on, what was it, two Fridays ago? Mm-hmm. And I brought that exact thing up to him, talking about a tailspin. And he's like, oh, you know what? Well, well, we've been hurt with the catchers. The offense hasn't gotten going. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's, maybe that's fair. You get the offense He's going. been incredibly calm all throughout this. Which, Even today, answering the questions about the lineup, he was a little shorter with his answers than he's been in the past, but otherwise, you don't sense emotion from him. He's not hes not giving you the passion that I think New York fans want, but he's given the steady hand that the players prefer and that managers like Terry Francona have had success with. Jeez, I'm just looking at it now. It looks bad. Uh, they've won one game in May. I mean, that's, that's a lot of L's right there. Look, I like his demeanor. I think that that might work. I do think the problem you have is it's a guy who hasn't been through this before as a manager, okay? So now he's had the the highs, obviously, early on, mm-hmm. and now the extreme lows. And you're right. There may be a disconnect because the fans are passionate, mm-hmm. irrational. They overreact. I mean, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And They want something. They want to feel right. that want the something. guy cares want, as much as they do. You that's want what something. fans want. And I'll tell you what they don't want. Nobody wants Trust the process. You get to trust the process. Nobody that that phrase should be banned from sports. Nobody wants to hear. It's not a process. Go win a, a ball game for goodness sake. There's no process to winning a baseball game. He can talk about doing the right things and playing the game the right way, and eventually it'll pan out. Yeah, he's right. But right now they are playing an awful, awful brand of baseball, Pete. I mean, they don't take the extra base. They don't defend. They don't pitch well. They're walking guys all over. They don't hit. I mean, it, just, they're not doing anything right. Yeah, there's a, a litany of <laughs> problems for this team right now. Uh, let's go to Nick in Marlboro. What's going on, Nick? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Not bad. Mets fan frustrated because uh, it's tough to uh, lose because of the performance on the field. But when you lose because your manager and your organization doesn't know the rules to uh, batting out of order? They don't realize the rules to batting out of order? Well, they know it's wrong, but uh, the fact that they mess it up, yeah. Not well, good. the umpire's got it wrong. If you go back in 216, 
2016, the, the Giants played the Dodgers. Mattingly came out and protested because Posey batted for um, Sandoval, and um, they actually called Sandoval out because he was a batter that was supposed to be up, and they had Posey's uh, bat was negated. He had to bat again because he was supposed to be batting third. So what should have happened today was they should have called Cabrera out if they did it right. Flores should have gotten up again because he was supposed to bat third. Well, I think it's because Cabrera had already hit, so it's different than that particular situation. When the, when the Reds didn't protest before they threw the first pitch to Cabrera, they, they, you lose all protest rights, meaning well, Cabrera's at bat stays. That double should have stayed. The Mets should have had runners on second. Cabrera, with Bruce coming up with a chance to uh, get a run there. Well, Cabrera's still batted out of turn. It doesn't make a difference. The rule states that the improper batter, which was Flores, is the guy that basically was batting out of place. Now, the batter that's called out is the proper batter because Cabrera allowed Flores to bat in his place. Therefore, Cabrera is out if they protest it properly. Flores' is at bat doesn't count, which means he has to come back. Are you the only again. person saying this? I don't have the rule book in front of me, no, but how are you the only thing. person who knows this when everybody else, you know, TV, the umpires, the managers, everybody's because looked into they this? Got it. They got it wrong. Go back to 2016. It's also a different order. Like you're saying, uh, the, the Reds waited until Cabrera had already batted and hit. They In the Giants example you're giving me, it was prior to. So, I mean, either way, uh, listen, they, they screwed this thing up. You can't screw up the lineup, bat out of order. When, it's unacceptable. When an improper batter becomes a runner or is put out uh, and the defensive team appeals to the umpire before the first pitch to the next batter of either either team or before any player attempts to play, the umpire shall declare the proper batter out. So, the, And the proper batter in this mm-hmm. situation is Jay Bruce. Because Correct. he is the one at the plate. And then Cabrera is just nullified. As if it didn't happen. Correct. So they got it right, that, according to the rules. That is, I'm reading right from the, yeah. the rules today. So according that, to the rules, they got it right. All right, so we're, we're wasting our time with this. Uh, <laughs> sorry, wrong button. Steve in Albany. What's going on, Steve? Hi, how are you guys? Good, how are you, Steve? Um, all right. Apparently, I think things have gone wrong. I think at the same time we're stinking, the Yankees are playing fantastic baseball. Excellent point. It's a and, big problem. And, and, and I think... That's what's getting everyone's heads crazy at this point. We're looking at this thing and we're saying, you know what? All of a sudden, the Yankees were 99 at a certain point in time, as it was ever since. Okay? And we've been losing ever since. So the Mets are 7 and 16. That, they're on 23. It doesn't matter what the Yankees are doing. They've been terrible, no, the Mets, over 23 games. But it does matter. It makes it a little worse, but I don't care about the Yankees for a, a nanosecond. The Mets are just. No, bad it right makes now. it a lot. It makes it a lot worse. But, but, Salt in the but, wound, that's all it is. Hey guys, but, but you're in New York, and in New York, everything gets magnified. And when you see one team like the Yankees doing this and playing so well, and you see the opposite going on now for the Mets, it, it makes a difference. It certainly does. And the other thing I like to see, instead of the Mets putting all their money into players or whatever, put your money into scouts. Because for some reason, the Yankees put out great players. They scouted well. You know what? We don't need million-dollar players. We need million-dollar scouts that are going to go out there and get us some good players. And, and player development, too. I think he's on to something, Pete. Now, look, you, technically, you're right. What another team does, especially well, the Yankees. Again, be- how did the Yankees build what they built? 
they trade they they drafted Aaron Judge. We can give them credit for right. that, right? Who else did they draft and develop? Well, so we about, give them Severino Gary, developing him. Yeah, we give them Sanchez developing Sanchez, him. So that's three of their Severino, core guys. Judge. Three of their core guys. They traded for Didi Gregorius. They traded but, but for that's Gleyber a trade, Torres. That's a trade that other teams could have made. That's a team the Mets could have made and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So they traded for Didi. Okay, Gregorius. so you give them credit for Didi. And then. that's a steal. But by the way. I'll, they I'll say this: the Gleyber Torres deal. One thing the Yankees had is they went out and spent on veteran relievers like Aroldis Chapman and Andrew Miller, and they were able to flip those guys now, for big-time prospects. Also, that originally starts with the pocketbook in order to make that happen. You also should give them credit for getting Chapman at a low value when nobody else was going to touch him because of all the issues. Yankees took a chance I mean, on him. Look at how Peter well, changed everything. Give him credit for that. So, uh, you have to. He, I mean, know, they made shook the, his wife up or whatever. Well, it's not girlfriend. right, but you know what? They made the move. The Mets went out and got Jose Reyes. I mean, yeah. that's that's the move that they did. Yeah. Yankees get Aroldis Chapman on the cheap because of that issue. They take advantage of it, and, and again, you could sit there and complain about all you want. Yankee fans don't care anymore. They trade him for Glaber Torres, and then they go re-sign him again. So the Yankees have done everything right. I mean, you could, they made those trades. They're the ones who were putting that. They put themselves in that spot to make these great trades and have these players pan out. I mean, it's it does bother the Mets and the Met fan when you compare the two. I mean, it bothers, but uh, listen, the Mets... If the point is that we're panicking over the Mets because the Yankees look so good right now, that's not true. I don't think you're panicking over them. It's worth panicking over the Mets right now because they're playing lousy baseball for a month. I agree with that, but I think the fact that the Yankees haven't lost a game in it almost three It just makes it weeks. salt in the wound. It just it makes it worse. I get that. But it, it's not the reason that the Mets look bad. The Mets don't look worse because of how the Yankees are going. The Mets look plenty worse on their own as it is. I think one of the worst things for the Mets is the Yankees. I just, I just, I've always believed it's been a big time problem. And when you compare the two, there really hasn't been a comparison in almost thirty years. I mean, that's that's the problem, Pete. That you look at the way the Yankees have done things. I mean, they're a juggernaut right now who are only going to get better. Last year was supposed to be a year where they weren't supposed to do anything. They went to Game Seven of the AL. LCS, the mm-hmm. Mets were predicting, you know, all off of uh, the World Series appearance in 15. Well, this is the window 16, 17, 18. Here we are. Nothing. Nothing. And they, have, they don't even have none of those guys that you mentioned Chikini, Dom Smith, Rosario. I mean, you can't compare Plowecki, Nimmo. You can't compare them to the guys the Yankees are churning out. Yeah, and the window have, is shattering for the Mets. The Yankees That's have what it is. bona all stars. 800 We'll have your chance to win Mets tickets in the 8 o'clock hour with Sal. Uh, more of your calls we come back. Sports Zone, Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR.